This is KYUK Public Radio for the Yukon Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Anna Rose MacArthur. Bethel's first positive case of COVID-19 required tracking down 81 people who had been in contact with the patient. That person is believed to have picked up the virus while traveling. According to the Yukon Kuskokwim Health Corporation spokesperson Mitchell Forbes, all 81 people the patient contacted have completed the required 14-day self-quarantine and no new cases have been diagnosed in the region. When the positive test results arrived on April 6th, YKHC sprang into action, working with the State Section of Epidemiology and Public Health Nurses to identify nearly all 81 people by 9 that evening. They were all contacted within 48 hours. That meant finding everyone who had been within 6 feet of the patient for more than 5 to 10 minutes. Most of those contacts, nearly 98%, were tested and came back negative. Forbes says the remaining contacts were, quote, unable to be tested due to logistical challenges. For privacy reasons, the health corporation is not disclosing how the patient who was diagnosed with COVID-19 is progressing. Turning to municipal news... Ice is melting in the Kuskokwim River Basin. With abnormally high snowfall during one of the coldest winters in recent years, people living along the river are expecting flooding this spring. Already, some Bethel residents are seeing high water levels around their homes. KYUK's Greg Kim talked with the city about its plans if people need to evacuate their homes because of flooding. Walter Betts lives on Osage Street between Pinkies Park and Philly's Pizza. Last weekend, he says his house was hit with water from all directions. Melting snow from Tundra Ridge, the slough, and above the fitness center all flowed into his yard. It was coming right through there like a river. The deepest part of my house, it was five, maybe five feet deep. Bet says the water didn't make it into his house, but he is concerned there may be more water coming. And he wants to make sure the city's culverts and drains are working properly. These concerns have reached new Bethel City Manager Vinny Carraza. We've heard of those issues, and uh, Public Works is running around ragged uh, trying to fix those. The water from the initial snowmelt inside the city may just be a sign of what's to come. Many people are preparing for flooding caused by ice jams as the Kuskokwim River breaks up. The city is preparing for the worst-case scenario, people having to evacuate their homes. Carraza says those preparations are more complicated than usual this year. It's not a regular flooding situation. It's a flooding on top of the pandemic. Carraza says with the COVID-19 pandemic, moving people to a gym or communal space is a last resort. The first option if homes get flooded is to go stay at a house that isn't flooded. We are in COVID. We are in pandemic. So shelter in place. If you have uh, relatives in the town or friends in town that could take you in, you could shelter in place with them until you know your, your house is, recedes. Carraza says option two is putting evacuated families in hotel rooms in Bethel. But hotel rooms here are now also serving another purpose. Right now we have about 80-odd hotel rooms that we're basically trying to avoid so that YKHC has those for any kind of quarantines, any kind of uh, COVID patients. Carraza says the city would only use half of the available hotel rooms for flood evacuees, leaving the remaining rooms for COVID-19 quarantine patients. 
The final resort will be to house people in communal spaces. Bethel's grant manager, John Sargent, who's been working at the city's emergency operations center, said the city's looking into the YK Fitness Center, school buildings, the ONC Multipurpose Building, and the Alaska Army National Guard Center as possible evacuation sites. Carasa said the city would space out cots 10 feet apart, hand out face masks and hand sanitizer, and encourage people to practice social distancing. Bethel Mayor Perry Barr is also a member of the Civil Air Patrol. Barr says the organization is going to begin flying up and down the Kuskokwim River next week to survey the conditions. There's pretty rapid warming. With that, there's a lot of snowmelt and a lot of melting going on. He says CAP will be looking for how much water is coming down the river so communities can be prepared. In Bethel, I'm Greg Kim. Moving on to economic news... With oil prices tumbling to their lowest level in over a decade, some people in rural Alaska are wondering if that means lower electric bills. But the Alaska Village Electric Cooperative says it bought its fuel far in advance, which means the savings will be small. From Alaska's Energy Desk, Christy Schallenberger reports. The Alaska Village Electric Cooperative has some good news to share. It bought fuel in February at a dollar cheaper than last year. The rural co-op orders about 9 million gallons each year for its diesel fuel generators that power 58 communities. The co-op typically barges the fuel to its generator plants in those communities. But customers who hope to see savings in their power bill may be a little disappointed. AVEX says that while they might see some savings, it won't be a lot. AVEX CEO Mira Kohler says in an email that the cost to barge the fuel up the river and the cost that local fuel distributors add are factored into the power bill. So, for instance, if AVEC bought a gallon for a dollar, the cost of distributing the fuel locally may be another $3. Then, AVEC typically buys enough fuel to keep reserves for the next year just in case the barges that ship the new fuel are delayed. So then the old fuel and the new fuel are mixed together, which means AVEC calculates the cost of both and adjusts the price accordingly. Then there's the power cost equalization rate, which deducts some of the cost to make sure energy costs are not so expensive in rural communities, and those rates are set each year in the fall. Kohler says that next year, customers might see more savings if oil prices continue to stay low well into this year. For Alaska's Energy Desk, I'm Christy Schallenberger in Bethel. Lastly, April is National Poetry Month. In this April, as in years before, Alaska author Don Reardon is writing a poem a day to celebrate. But it's different this time because of the coronavirus pandemic. Reardon says it's made it tougher to turn out that daily poem. I can't just write a completely silly poem for no reason now. There's a little weight to what I'm trying to do, I think. So that makes it a little tougher, too. This is not the first time Reardon's dealt with the idea of a pandemic. His novel, The Raven's Gift, was placed in the yukon Kuskokwim Delta and filled with devastation and death caused by a mysterious disease. The motivation for the book, he says, was anger over the third world conditions in contemporary rural Alaska. But now, with the real pandemic, Reardon, who grew up in the region and taught school here, has second thoughts about that bleak story. When this started to become a reality, I really regretted even writing the book because I have so many friends out there and and people that I know who've read it, and I didn't want that vision to be in their mind of what bad could transpire. 
At the same time, though, Reardon is inspired by the way his former neighbors and friends are responding to the real pandemic. He sits back and applauds villagers and those he grew up with because he sees a community strength that informs life there and is shaping the response to the threat posed by COVID-19. This is a people that has been devastated by pandemics in the past and survived. And man, I was just super proud of to see even friends of mine who are now leaders out in those villages saying, like, we're shutting down, where no one comes in and establishing those rules. I think the mentality of community safety over the individual is paramount. The rules coming out of the CDC and everywhere, wash your hands, wash your hands. Well, that's hard when you don't have running water. I, I know that there's people out there just working to, you know, go get water and bring it to people. And their relatives are descendants of people who survived this stuff, and they, they have that it's in the blood to, to survive it, like the, the intelligence to get through it. Reardon shared one poem he has written during National Poetry Month this year. It features what he calls the real heroes, the ones most of us see in our communities. There will be no medals for you, no dinners in your honor, no book offers, movie deals, or dramas capturing your sacrifices your sweat and toil for a nation, hungry for chocolate ice cream and extra toilet paper. Essentials we purchase, delivered, unboxed, stocked, bagged. No pension for you to lose, no sick leave, no funeral fund or insurance or anything. Know this, you heroes. Your selflessness does not go unnoticed. And after the cleanup on Isle America is over, we will find a way to give you thanks you've earned. Poet and author Don Reardon talked with KYUK's Katie Basil, who was one of his students when he taught English in Bethel years ago. This is KYUK News. I'm Anna Rose MacArthur. Thanks for listening. Please email your comments and news tips to news at kyuk.org. Stay tuned for Yuktu News coming up. And then for coffee at KYUK for a live interview with U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski.